0: Hey guys, so I just wanted to give a quick disclaimer to uh, this episode, of this podcast, before you listen to it. Um, There may be some explicit words that might not be pleasing to some who listen, Um, so uh, if you do listen, just be advised that there are some uh, words that are used, but it's not my testimony, it's my guest, so without further ado, let's get into the episode. What is up, everybody, and welcome back to a new podcast episode of The Wolf Den. I am your host, Kurt The Wolfman Thornton. So today I have an awesome guest. Uh, He actually rushed Civitan this year, and I'm so, so excited to uh, have him with me on this podcast episode. Um, This man... Uh, I don't. I honestly don't know how to introduce him. Um, this 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 man. You know, he. I want to say he was a part of the original Civitan, but he's not because, like I said, he just rushed this year. But uh, this this man is just a genuine guy, and so my guest today is uh, Colby Chabot. Colby, thank you. Hey, how you doing? Um, the
1: podcast. Thank you, Kurt, for that introduction. Um, how y'all doing? Um, so glad to be on the Wolf Den today. It's it's a great honor to be on here. Um, yeah. To tell a little bit about myself, I'm, I'm Colby Chadwick. I'm from Amy, Louisiana, and I'm here at MC majoring in Christian Studies. That's a little bit about me. Yeah.
0: So really, you're listening to two Christian studies majors right now. <laughs> I'll two two Christian studies um, majors. I will say, we're on this podcast episode. We are not going to go into deep theological discussions or anything like that.
1: Not yet. Not, not yet. That comes later. Oh
0: yeah, I might have to have them on another podcast episode about that. Um, along with maybe some other Christian studies majors, if I can get them, have or like a panel or something like that. Have a panel.
1: Oh, that's that's good. I'll have to do a... I'll have to... What did Jesus mean when he gave <laughs> the fish and the bread?
0: But I'll have to do that before I graduate, unfortunately. Because, so, just a quick life update, y'all. Uh, if y'all didn't know, I will be graduating in December and then moving up to Starfleet. The podcast will be, still be going on. My YouTube channel will still be going on. But, yeah, I'm unfortunately... Gra- I'm fortunately, but also unfortunately graduating in December, which means I have to leave the precious BSU behind. Um, So, the main focus of today's podcast episode with Colby is I'm going to let Colby share his testimony. Not just yet, though. But I'm going to let Colby share his testimony because I've never heard his testimony. And from what what I've heard from other guys in Civitan who have heard (laughs) it, it is a... Great testimony to. Uh, and who would, to that? <laughs> who would that? be? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you want specific names? No, no, no specific names. You sure? No, I'm <laughs> sure. <laughs> okay, but a lot, seriously, a lot of guys say that your testimony is just like, mm-hmm. you know, out there, and I will ask them some, you know, just some random questions afterwards. Yeah. But and you can stop me at any
1: point. You, you don't have to. Let well, no, this, like this isn't
0: this, th- this isn't just going to be this is, these aren't going to be questions. Uh, about your testimony. It's just going to be random questions. Just random questions? No. Yeah. No. Um, and that's why I want to wait till after your testimony to do that because I know this is going to be the main focus, yeah. is your testimony. Um, and I think I might have shared my testimony in the first one. If not, I'll do that another day. Mm. But uh, Colby, again, thank you for absolutely being on the podcast. And I'm going to let you... Uh, take over and share your testimony.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, uh, for everyone out there, I apologize. I'm kind of under the weather right now, so if you hear me sniffling and uh, making some noises, just uh, give me a little grace. It'll be all right. <laughs> it, uh, it'll be all right. Um, so, like I was saying, I'm, I'm from the little town of Amy, Louisiana, and for most of my life, I'll start my story like this. I was an atheist. I... Uh, I I knew there was. Now I wasn't no hardcore like, oh my God, you believe in God? Screw you, kind of atheist like that. No, mm-hmm. I was, I was. I don't know the word, but um, I think it's agnostic or something. Agnostic, yeah. Agnostic, mm-hmm. something like that. I think that's <coughs> you believe there's a kind of a God, but uh, something like that.
0: Yeah, just just to kind of pause you right there. So. I don't know if you've ever watched Good Mythical Morning on YouTube. I've watched it. Um, I think Link actually used to be a youth pastor, and now him and Red are both agnostic.
1: Mm-hmm. So, so I um I used to go to... Now, when I say atheist for most of my life, I'd say more agnostic, whatever that means. Uh, yeah, I'm guessing it means what, I, what I'm guessing it means. Probably. And I went to church in, in Amy, First Baptist Church of Amy... First Baptist Church of Amy, and um, I went there till about I was about eight, and for most of that time, I don't remember anything, but the only thing I remember from that, me going there until I was eight, was the, the ending of it, and the only thing I remember is me being mad, and the reason why I was mad at eight years old was all my friends were getting baptized, mm-hmm. you know how us Christians in the South do when we're eight years old. We just want to get baptized because all our friends are baptized.
0: Guilty as charged.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's that. Uh, and I couldn't. You couldn't blame a little eight year old going like, "Man, my friends are getting baptized, so do I." Yeah. Well, uh, the pastor at the time, his name was Pastor Mike Foster, and I, all I remember was me and my mom going up to him and asking him, "Can I get baptized?" He goes, oh, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Well, long story short, he never does. He never does. He never baptized me. And I, me growing up, now little kid thinking. This is little kid brain thinking here. I was like, man, that's the reason why we left church, because I didn't get baptized. My parents were so mad about that. And I was so furious with the church. I was like, man, why couldn't I get baptized? Everybody else is getting baptized. I was so mad. And... what it really was is my family just kind of slowly got out of church and you it's kind of like you miss one week and then you miss another and the next thing you know it's 10 years down the road and you haven't been to church Mm -hmm. in 10 years so all during that time those 10 years of just me i i got into a mindset of i couldn't talk to nobody i got really shy I, I ballooned to my highest weight was 250 pounds. Really? Huge, massive. And I'll show you a picture after the podcast, but I was massive, massive. I'm 5'6", so try to fit that much weight on a 5'6 frame. I can only It's imagine. not a lot. It's You don't have a lot of room to work with. I'm telling you that. So with that, with that... um. I I grew into... I couldn't talk to nobody. And no girl would talk to me. No dudes would talk to me. And even the Christians I know wouldn't talk to me. And I was like, there's nothing for me. And this is like a, a 10-year-old, 12-year-old kid growing up around that time. And I was mm-hmm. like, there's nothing for me. Well, during that time, I... Um, I I started to develop an addiction to pornography. And while that's happening, I don't know if you have any experience with that, but when you have that, and that's, first off, I'm big. Like I said, big, won't talk to nobody. No girl talks Mm -hmm. to me. And all I do, my only joy in life is going home and watching four hours of porn and then Uh, going to bed. I know that exact feeling because I've been down that road. And that's all the excitement my joy is every single day for eight plus years of me doing that every single day. That's my childhood. Mm -hmm. Some people ask me sometimes, Cole, what is your childhood? I'll ask them. I don't even remember. It was like a blur. And also during my childhood, now, me talking about my my childhood, it's not like, I was blessed. I, I come from a wealthy family. My mom's a doctor. My dad owns the second biggest dealership, ATV dealership in the South no no stretch of the means if I'm not blessed mm-hmm. I am blessed beyond measure but here's the thing money cannot buy happiness money cannot buy joy money cannot buy anything but temporary satisfaction that's all I can buy mm-hmm. and that was the greatest thing I learned so I have loneliness can't talk to nobody shy, overweight struggling with a pornography addiction so all that's going on. So that's 10 years. So like I was saying, I'm, I'm blessed beyond all measure. But my, fam- my my parents are divorced. And growing up in a divorced family, not a lot of people can understand that. And you, you go like, well, Kobe, you had everything. You had all the money you could get. Literally, when I tell you, Kurt, I, if I asked for anything, it was given to me at the drop of a hat.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But the one thing I was looking for was peace. The one thing I was looking for was joy. And I never realized that. All I filled it with was pornography. And that's it. And when you fill it with that, it's not great. And so that's all my high school, all my middle school, all my junior high. That's all my life is that. And just kind of coasting, just kind of coasting through life, not doing anything. Not involved in anything, no sports, nothing. So you kind of see how my weight just kind of, just yeah. kind of took off, mm-hmm. and, um, and no exercise, nothing. I didn't do anything. All I, had to, all I did was when I went home, that was it. I played video games and went to bed. That was it. So I wouldn't say a miserable life, but wealthy miserable. I would say yeah. wealthy and miserable.
0: Yeah, I can. I can understand. I can understand where you're coming from with that.
1: And I'm not like sitting on top of my mountain, going like, "Yeah, I didn't. I, my life sucked because I had all this blessings and stuff like that." Mm-hmm. But it sucked in a sense of I never had a real family structure in my life. It was pretty much just my dad was over here and my mom was over there. Yeah. And that kind of also put a thing in me of just. I don't know what a relationship looks like. I don't know what a, a structured family looks like. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So all, so I'm not trying to like I'm not rambling, but I'm just kind of rambling. But uh,
0: you're rambling. I'm just telling hard. you what
1: my childhood and my life before I was saved looked like. Yeah. So, so now let's fast forward. Eight years, ten years later. Boom. We're in the summer of 20. No, we're in the start of 2020. <laughs> Oof. The start, it says January 2020. I'm at 250 pounds. So, um, we went on our Washington, D.C. trip from my high school, and I remember going on that, and like, just on the trip, I was just like, I need to get my life right. Like, something needs to change. Mm -hmm. Because it's your junior year, like, man, I'm going to my senior year, like, something needs to change. I had no plans for my future. I didn't know where I was going to college. I didn't know any of these things. So I was like... I need to change some things. Something needs to get better. So, um, the year rolls on. Junior year rolls on, and we get into the summer. And in the summer of 2020, I uh, <laughs> um, I'm I'm looking. I'm on the app store, just looking through the app store, looking at games and see if they have any like games in the app store, or whatever. And I remember seeing this advertisement, and I was like, "What is this?" And I look. And it's the Bible app and I see the Bible I'm like in my mind I'm like you know maybe there's some hope in that and I click it and I download it and when I tell you Kurt it was the greatest decision ever made in my life was downloading on Bible app because I found literally on the first read it, I think it was the verse that goes that um, that's my favorite verse of all time. It's Exodus thirty three thirty five, and it's in it Moses is talking to God and he says, "God, we don't want to go if your presence is not there." So I got introduced to God like on my first reading of it. Yeah. And as the summer went on, I um I just started falling in love with Christ. This devotional every single day on the Bible app. And I will show you right here.
0: Is it the is it the U, U version? U version Bible yes. app. And I'll
1: show you. Um, I'll show you later. Um I'm just falling in love with God. I'm like, this is the greatest thing ever. And I'm just sitting here reading this de- a free Bible on the app store. Just reading this and loving it. And as that's going on, another thing is this, I am like a huge like history buff. You know I'm talking about? Like a dude who loves history. History! And I think that's a lot of dudes.
0: So, can, can I just stop you for just a second and ask you a question? Are you a history minor? No.
1: Dang. <laughs> I
0: was about to say, because if you're a Christian studies major with a history minor, you and I are exactly alike. <laughs> <laughs> I love history. But I'm, I'm the same way.
1: I love history also. And so, back to the story. I'm continuing doing my devotions every day, and I'm like, well, maybe I can stop my addiction. Because that was the goal for 2020 my mind was stopping my addiction to pornography. And that was slowing it down. Instead of going every single day like I was going, maybe twice a week, three times a week, or something like that. And I knew I knew I couldn't do it by myself. I needed help. Somebody was gonna have to help me. And that person that was gonna help me was Jesus. And that was it. So as school's starting, I'm doing my devotions, I'm starting to slow down on my addiction slowing down slowing down slowing down and I remember it was my birthday and it was around my birthday which is in September so July August September all during that time and I it was my birthday and I was like you know my only wish for my birthday is to stop this addiction yeah so I got my wish and I'll tell you now for those listening you Kurt on um, today as of what's today, the, the, the fourth 15th? 15th. 15th of November of 2021. I am clean. Ever since September 9th, 2020. Wow. I have been clean. And I can tell you right now, whoever is listening to this, you cannot overcome your addiction. You by yourself cannot. Jesus is the only one that can strengthen you to do it. Mm-hmm. Now listen, do I have temptation every do I have a temptation? Every single day. But I know that my God is with me. I know my God is with me every single day. Every single time. So he helps me. And that's how I've been that long without him. Yeah. So, off of that preaching moment, <laughs> back to the story. Back to the story. So that's done. That's over with. That's slavery. That slavery. That slavery is gone. Yeah. I'm set free from that. Those chains have been broken. And what was the greatest thing I found out was... To be set free from that was what kickstarted my ministry. What kickstarted me being with God and loving Him. Um. So, back to the story. September, I meet this girl. Her name is um. Uh, nah, I don't even know what's her name, but <laughs> she's a she's a nice girl, and she's a she was in the grade below me, a junior, and we started being friends. And for six weeks, I asked her, Do you want to go fishing? Every single week she said, no, I got plans, and this, that, and the other. And she just kind of shot me off every single time. And there was um, there was this one time I looked at her, asked her, I said, hey, you want to go fishing? And she said, yes. She finally said yes, after six weeks of me asking. Now think about this. Keep in mind, I'm 250 pounds, and she's a 90-pound girl. So it's kind of a difference there, kind of a little difference. So... um we finally go fishing and the date was nothing important. It was it was just fishing. So we're just sitting there fishing and I just randomly asked her or not even ask her, I just confessed to her, I said, I've never owned a Bible before in my life. I just told her that. And I don't know why I said it, but I just told her that and she went, Oh, well that's cool and I just kinda went, Okay. I was like, Why did why did I say that? And what I didn't know was she was planning. As I said that, so here's the thing. The next day at school, this was this was a Sunday when this happened. The oh. next day was Monday. Um, I woke up to the class. I get to school, normal day of school, and I'm heading to class. And she stops me and goes, "Hey, Colby," and I go, "Hey, hey, uh, hey, you." And she goes, "I got something for you." And she walks up and give me a second you can't you if you're listening you can't see what's going on but i'm reaching for something in my book sack. so do i need to keep turning this way huh do i need to keep turning this way or can i You can. you can keep turning that way if you want to so as i'm unzipping it so describe to them what is in your hand right now flip to the first page first page. so he's flipping to the first page with the name and stuff on it all right so read that out too, except don't read the name.
0: Yeah, don't read, don't read the name. I, read name. I can read your name, but I can't read her name. Yeah.
1: yeah. Okay. Read read.
0: So it says presented to Colby Chadwick by, by the girl. The girl. On when? September twenty eighth, twenty twenty. Yes.
1: That is my current Bible. That has been my Bible ever since that day. That is crazy. And you can flip through it. I have totally destroyed it. <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing but,
0: wrong with there's nothing wrong with marking the Bible.
1: Oh no. Oh, but basically when I got that like I said I'm a wealthy wealthy person that was the greatest gift I was given in my life and when you come from a family where you can get anything at the drop of a hat and you're given this that you've never been given before I literally just broke down as soon as she gave it to me she said you're welcome and just ran away and I went into my class and I'm an 18 year old grown man walked into my history class, and I sat there and bawled my eyes out because was, it was the greatest thing I'd ever been given. So then that happens. So back to what I was saying before, I'm a big history dude. Yeah. When I got given that Bible, it was like God saying, this is what you've been waiting for. I took to that book like a duck to water. And I read, and I read, and I read, and I read. I started in Genesis. I read Exodus. I read Leviticus. I read Numbers. Then I went and I said, what do I need to read now? They said, go read the New Testament. I got a New Testament. I read all the way through the New Testament. (laughs) When I tell you, it's the most beautiful story in the world. And I'd never heard it before. I knew who Jesus was. Yeah, he saved my soul. He died on a cross for me. Yeah, 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 yeah. But until it means something to you, until you need it. Oh, yeah that's when it's worth everything. Mm-hmm. When, I, when I read that, and I found that all my past, all my pornography, all my lustful thinking, all my gluttony, all my just terrible living, God took that and died on a cross for me. That's when I was set free. So this isn't the, the end of the story, Kurt. This is the beginning. So let me continue. Let me continue. <laughs> I'm just hyping you up right now. Um, um, so I got that Bible. I just, like I said, took to it like a duck to water. Just started reading it every single day. And while that's going on, um, I'm like, what is next? What is my next step? Like, what is this, Like, what is there next to do? Well, the next step was to get baptized. Hmm. And the next step was to find a church because I need to go find a church to get baptized at. So do you remember that pastor that told me no when I got baptized, remember yeah. I was saying that? Yeah, I remember. Keep that, that in mind. You're a so, 8 year old pastor, correct? Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, I'm looking for a church, and I go. I live in Amite, but all really the big churches are in Hammond, Louisiana. Yeah. So I started going to this church called the Mission Church, and I started going there, and I was like, "This is okay," but I feel God was calling me somewhere else. Well, I went there one Sunday, the Mission, and I left, and I went all the way back to Amite. Well. While I'm in A meet, I'm talking to my dad, I just hear God calling me, go back to Hammond. You're not done. So I get back in my truck, and I drive back to Hammond. Where he was leading me was Seekers Point Church in Hammond. I can hardly see where this is going. So I get out in the truck. Keep in mind, I'm still that little shy kid and at heart. And that's still the same thing today. <laughs> um, so my heart is pounding, pounding. It's like the last 10 minutes of service. So it's like walking in on that. I was like, what am I about to do? So I walk up to the door. And literally, I grab the door handle, and it's locked. And I go, well, I guess that's it. And I turn around. I go walk back to my truck. And as I'm walking back, God says, turn around. And I turn back around. And he goes, grab the other door handle. Because there's two of them. And I grab the other one, it's unlocked. I go in there, I watch the last 10 minutes of the service. They looked at me when I walked into that church like a dead man walking went into that church. Cause they they weren't used to just people just walking in on a church like that. I just walked in and right away, I saw that pastor that didn't baptize me was up there. He was preaching. Cause he had left that church that I originally went to and, Amy, yeah. and now he's at this one. And he, I just saw him there, and I was like, that's the dude that told me no. I remembered it. And when church was over with, I don't remember what he said, but um, church was over with, I walked up to him, and I said, do you know who I am? He goes, no. I said, I'm Colby Chadwick. And as soon as I said, Colby Chadwick, he goes, oh, I know you. Your mama went on a mission trip with us, Yeah, 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 and this, that, and the other. And literally... That was the greatest thing that ever happened in my life. Me getting introduced to him and getting that church because now that's my home church in yeah. Louisiana is that that place. So time continues on. I'm going to that church. I'm falling in love with the people there. I'm like, this is this is my home. This is my place. And I I'm like I'm, I'm so. This is all that time. I'm like, what's next? What next? This is like October, November ish right Yeah. And I asked Pastor Mike, what is next for me? And he goes, baptized? You need to get baptized, have you? And I said, no, I haven't. He goes, well, you need to get baptized. And I said, okay. And he he told me this, Colby, I'm not going to let anybody else baptize you. I'm going to be the only one. And I loved, when I I look back on my life and I see that, I'm like, that's God's full circle story. How I started out going, I hate this man because he did not baptize me. And now he's the one that's saying, I ain't going to let anybody else baptize you. I'm going to be the one. Yeah. That's God's full circle story. I just love where I remember that story. Um, so November 29th rolls around, and I get baptized. And I'm like, man, this is the greatest day of my life. I remember right before I went in the water, Pastor Mike was like, I know you got a speech to give. Give it to him. So he handed me the mic, and in front of like 30 people, I was like, I said, you know, because it was 2020 and COVID all like that. I said, you know, through all this world with all this uncertainty, I said this, I have found my certainty. Thanks. And Pastor Mike took me, push, come up out of the water, and when I tell you, it was like when, when, I, when I came out of that water, God just lit a fire into me that's still burning right now. Hey. So, that's going on. That happens, November 29th. And... School's going on at the same time like that, and this is November 29th. So, one night, my uh, God gives me a vision, just one night, and he goes, I want you to start something at your school. Because during COVID, I'll get some context, during COVID, at my private Christian, quote unquote, Christian, you, you can't see that, but quote unquote, Christian school.
0: He's, he's doing the air quotes. For air quotes, air quotes, air
1: quote. Air quote yes. Christian school. Um. That all the Christian groups like FCA we have this thing called um Um some kind of young life or something like that. All these Christian groups left because of COVID and fear and all like that. And it was kinda like God's gone. Like that's that was the thing. God's gone. There's no Christian groups or anything like that. like we're just gonna have no God this year. God was like, You think, you thought, you thought that's how it was gonna be. This is what God did. So back to the story. He gives me a vision. He says, I want you to start something called Prayer in the Oaks at Oak Forest Academy. And I want you to go to your uh, dean of students and go tell him about this idea. Well, me, I'm that shy kid at heart still. I wait a whole entire week to tell him. I go walk up to him finally. I walk in there. I'm the scaredest I've ever been. I walk in there and I go, hey, I think I'm crazy, but I think God's talking to me. Well, good thing I walked in on a good Southern Baptist old boy. He goes, you ain't you ain't crazy, boy. God talks to me all the time. And I go, great. Well, let me tell you what God's telling me. He goes, tell me. So I tell him about the vision like that. He goes, crazy. We were thinking the same thing. And he goes, by chance, what day was God telling you to have it on? And I go, Wednesday. He goes, that's the exact day we were planning on having it. So that's crazy. So Prayer in the Oaks starts up. And basically Prayer in the Oaks explain what it is. It was um it's basically a preacher comes and speaks in front of the whole entire school, high school. Yeah. So just a pastor comes and speaks. Well, we had our first week, it was really great. Everybody loved the preacher that came and spoke, and everyone was really involved in it. Because it was the first Christian thing of the year. No one it was nothing else going on. So after that, that dean of students to me and goes, well, Colby, this was great. But when are you speaking? i remember that to the day I died, him asking me that. When are you speaking? So I'm like, I, I have the fear of the Lord in me. And literally, I'm like, what the frick am I going to go say? Like, what am I going to say? He goes, well, I know your story. Tell your story. That's what, I, that's what they want to hear. They want to hear who started this thing, and you're the one that started it. So I go home scared at my mind. I'm like, what am I going to say? And God goes, literally, as soon as I ask that, I'm sitting in my deer stand hunting while this is going on. And I'm like, what am I going to say? Look, hear that snap? That's how fast God gave me the answer. And he gave me the whole entire speech, what I was going to say. And he wanted me to end it on me singing a song. You ever heard of uh, I Saw the Light by Hank Williams Sr.? Mm-hmm. I recorded a few days before this. I recorded myself singing I Saw the Light by Hank Williams Sr. So keep all this in mind. He says, I want you to tell your testimony and it ended like that. So a week passes. I'm preparing for my speech. And I'm really good. This is the most thing I've ever prepared for in my life. And I get up there, but I had, I had this confidence. I have this peace to me. I'm like, this is what God wants me to do. Like, this is it. So uh, after that, I'm preparing, I'm preparing. And then the week comes. It's a Monday, and I get up there. Not a Monday. It's a Wednesday. And I get up there. I have my best friend introduce me. Evan Cobb. He gets up there and introduces me and says, y'all are gonna love this story, just give him the respect he deserves." Or something like he said something like that. And I get up there, I get up there and I speak. I look, when I tell you, I don't remember a word I said. I don't remember a word I said, but I do remember this. I do remember one quote I said. I said, I struggled for with eight years of pornography and now I've been set free. And I'd love to tell you all what can set you free from your sins. Now this is 18 year old shy Colby standing up in front of 400 kids. My peers, my people I've grown up with in in my whole entire life. And I'm up there telling them this. And that's what I tell you. God can use you to do anything. There's nothing you can't do when God's with you. So I'm up there speaking. And uh, here's another here's another tad bit information. I've never publicly spoke, spoken before in my life before this. This is the first time. So you got all this weight going on, and then when I get up there and do this, everybody's like, "What the frick?" Like, they're like, "What? How did this dude do this?" So I get up there, I speak, and it's over with. And all I remember was this from this 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 speech. I remember God going this is what I want you to do for the rest of your life. You had no idea. You had no idea what you wanted to go do. You had no plans, no college plans. This is your plan, my plan. And I go, ooh. I said, okay, okay. So there's my plan. There's my goal. There's my life. So after that happens, pretty much my whole entire year, and I, you know, I'm not going to go all in detail, but... Um, my my senior year was a, a year of ministry at my high school, a year of ministry. I ministered to so many kids and poured out my heart to so many kids. And God used me for so many things that me, tell, me telling you, you would be like, I can't believe that. That's what God used me for. And when I look at my life, I look at my life as the Apostle Paul. Apostle Paul hated Christians, killed Christians, and the one... The one he watched over was Stephen. When he got when he got stoned to death, Paul was overseeing that. He was the one saying, throw the stones at him. And God saved him and used him and said, Do you think anybody would have said, man, I'm going to guess Paul's going to be a great servant of Christ? Wouldn't you say? No. Nobody would have said that. That's the same thing with me. God, everyone looked at me and go, that dude, look, they just counted me out. They said, you know, that dude ain't going to do nothing with his life. He's so shy. He can't talk to nobody. What is he going to do? God goes, that's going to be my shepherd. That's going to be my person leading at Forest, bringing my word back into this campus. And the thing I started last year that God helped me start is still going on today. Hey. I, get calls, I get calls from the girl I left. The girl that gave me that Bible, she's leading it now. Really? Yes. She gives me calls, call says, oh, it's going so great. They're still doing it. And um, also, I led FCA while it was last year. I led FCA. She's she's leading that too. She's president to of FCA? At my school, yeah. yeah. I, helped, I helped start that back up with another girl. It was really great. But the greatest thing that happened during that year was um, this Bible study I started with my senior class. And literally... It took my senior class. My senior class. I don't know about you, but we were all splintered off in our own groups. Like you had your group here, your group here, your group there. God used me to bring everybody together under Christ, because nobody else was gonna nobody else was gonna bring them together but Christ. And that yes. was it. That's the one thing you can get together on. If you have nothing in common, God is all you need. <laughs> so, and um. Do you want me to talk about like how I got here at MC? Uh, yeah, you can. Do we,
0: we get on time? or we get on time? We're at thirty-four minutes. Okay, yeah. I mean, just kind of be brief. Brief about like, it. It's well, it's like, a I story. It's a story too. I can be uh, quick uh, about it. I can be quick okay. Just yeah, so be quick. <laughs> um, oh,
1: basically, basically, I was, you know, and you, everyone struggles in their faith walk with Christ, and I struggled a lot, and because I was new to everything, I didn't know what I was supposed to do. I was. I was thrust into this leadership position where I had no clue what I was doing. And there were some times I was like, God, where are you? Like in the book of Psalms, you'll see one moment David's praising God, like, God, you're so great. And the next moment you're like, he's like, where are you? That's how I was every day. And I was I was like, what am I, is this what I wanna do? Like, is this what God, this, this is like months after my, my speech. And God was like, this is what I want you to do. And then I was like, is this what I need to go do? So, um, <laughs> um one, one day in March. So, three, two, all right. Oh, so, <laughs> one day in March. One day in March. Hey, we had technical difficulties. It was advertising break. Sorry about that. Um, one day in March. One day in March. I'm I'm just pondering. I'm like, is this what God really wants me to go do? And I was like, man, is it really? So then I, I was sitting there thinking, and then I just I just don't know why. I just said, you know what, God? I don't care what happens. I'm going all in on you. I'm, I'm living this life. I'm doing this ministry. I'm going to go be a pastor. I'm doing it today. So this is a day in March, I think March 15th or something like that. And I, I go to my mom. I'm like, you know, mom, I'm going to be a pastor. I want to be a pastor. My mom goes, i've been waiting for you to say that she goes i've been waiting for you to say that so as that happens i go well mom well now you've been waiting let's do it i said let's apply to all these christian schools and see which one i want to go to so we applied to mississippi college Bellhaven, millsaps all these like christian private schools louisiana college stuff like that and i'm like all right let's see what happens i applied to them that night I go. I go to my room. I'm reading my Bible, and then I go to my journal because I, I keep a journal every single day. And I'm re- I'm writing. I'm writing. I'm writing. And I um. I look my I, and that my devotion for the day on the Bible app. I, I totally forgot it was what it was the, earlier today, and I went to write it down in my journal, and I looked at it, and it said. Go, it's Mark 16, 15. It's the end of Mark. And it says, so Mark 16, 15, and it said, Go throughout all the world and preach my gospel. And I read that and I go, there's my answer from God. That's what he wants me to go do. I was just because I totally forgot what my devotion was that morning. And, and then and I, I questioned out that. I was like, what am I gonna go do? Is this what he wants me to go do? And mm-hmm. that's his answer that exact day so I'm writing this I'm writing this and I'm writing it and I go man I've been worried about all about this man what is this is this it and I read down in my devotional my journal says I called out it's a thing in Psalms and it says I called out to you for healing and you gave it to me so that was God saying like I'm telling you what I want you to go do and I'm going to give you healing for it and that was like in preparing going like that's it So that's that night, March 15th. So March 16th, the next day, I go to school, and I'm a senior. I have breaks and stuff like that. I go for about an hour, and I leave. Well, I, me and John Henry White, he's my roommate now at MC, um, are on our break. And we go to his mom's office, which is like right next to school. And we're just going over there talking to his mom. And they're sitting there chatting. And I just, like, you just came over me to say, hey, I applied to Mississippi College last night because I knew John was going here for football. That's the way. I, that's the only reason how I knew about Mississippi College. That was it. Because I'd never heard of this school, literally. i have never heard of this school. I'm glad, I, <laughs> I'm glad I've heard it now. Um, so I um, I told him that. I'm just like, yeah, I applied to Mississippi College last night. And his mom goes, John, you know who he needs to talk to? He needs to talk to Clark Kilgore. So listen, 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 listen. Keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. He goes, she goes, yeah, he needs to talk to Clark Kilgore. And I go, oh, yeah, yeah, I do. Like, I was like, I was like, I don't know who that is. That's just a meaningless name to me. So can I just say that?
0: So for those of y'all who are subscribed to my YouTube channel, when I first started it in 2018, uh, Clark Kilgore was my RA. And I lived right beside him. So... If you don't know who he is, uh, you can go check out some of my earlier YouTube videos, and you'll see him. So I'm sorry, I just had
1: to throw that out there. <laughs> yeah. he's a great dude. I love him. Um, so, well, now I even more love him because of this. So <laughs> I um, we leave there because I kind of just brushed it off. I was like, Clark Gilger, who is that? Never even heard of him. Um, so I go back to the door. I go back to um, his house. And we're sitting there talking. I tell him, I said, hey, I'm going after this pastor thing. That's what I'm going to go do. I'm going after it. And we're sitting there talking, and, I, and I, end the, I end the story. And I tell him, I said, I end it like this. I say, the only decision left is where do I want to go? And he goes, I'll never, Kurt, when I tell you, I'll never forget this. He looks at me, shakes his head, and points at the sky and goes, it's where God wants you to go and as soon as he says that and the words leave his lips my phone vibrates and I go uh oh and I look at my phone and I swear to you Kurt I ain't telling no lies it says hey this is Clark Kilgore from Mississippi College just got your application would love to meet you Hey. (laughs) that's God oh yeah Oh, yeah. you cannot tell me that was not God the second God out of his mouth God's gonna decide where you're gonna go Clark Hill the dude they just mentioned and literally as that happened I show it to John he starts jumping up and down he's like what in the world it was like it was such an amazing moment but to finish my story out in my my year I'm gonna tell you right now Mississippi College when I came here and visited mm-hmm. I knew this was where God wanted me to go before I even got on campus. And when I got on campus and I just, I don't know what it is here, but there's a feeling in the air of just community, family here that you won't find anywhere else. It feels more like a high school rather than a big, massive university. And that's what I was looking for. And I knew God was leading me in the right direction. But I could have at any point said, you know, I'm going to go look at Southeastern Louisiana University or go look at LSU or go look at Mississippi State or Old Miss or go like anywhere else anybody else goes. But I trusted in God because he had gotten me up to that point. And that's the same thing. That's what I learned over this year in my life so far is God led you before he's going to lead you. He's going to pull you through again. Trust him. I was reading today this book called... Um, The ruthless elimination of hurry. And a hurry is the enemy of a Christian. Busyness, all this nervousness, worry, all of this. It all stems back to trusting God. How much faith do you have in Him that He's going to pull through? God pulls through in every situation. The greatest thing I learned from God is patience. Patience on everything. That He loves you. Listen, if he died for me as a sinner, I know he loves you more than anything else in this world. If he cares enough to know my name and know who I am, I know he loves you. That's what God can do for you. And that's why my goal in life, my motto, is Matthew 5.14, be the light. And that's what I try to do every single day to anyone that needs it. But it's not my light. It's God's. That's why I love people. I love people with all my heart. But God is the greatest thing in my life. And what I can tell you is this. What joy can come from a $20 Bible? And this all started with a girl giving me a Bible. And me making that one click on a Bible app on one random week. Just saying, maybe there's some hope in that. And I have found my hope. And like I said, when I got baptized, I have found my certainty. Yeah. And this is it. And I'm sticking to it. There you go. Nothing's going to shake me. Well, Colby, thank you for uh,
0: sharing your testimony. Absolutely. That was, I, I, I wanted to hear it. Um, mm-hmm. And that, and what, we'll, well, I, I want to talk to you some more after we close the podcast mm-hmm. episode. Um, but yeah, that, that was. Man, that 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 was something. Not going to lie. Um, so I'm only gonna ask you like probably two, maybe three questions. Mm-hmm. So you know, and like I said, these are just random, random, random questions. Random funny questions that I it's just like. like how um, do you pick up from that? School?
1: It is it is kind of hard.
0: Um, yeah. And then I will say, also, hey, but we can
1: laugh in church. We can laugh with Christ. You know, exactly. we giggle with him. Um,
0: And I will say, I'll I'll always do some kind of recommendation at the end, and we'll get to that. Um, It can be anything, um, which I've got mine picked out, and I'll go first if you want me to, whenever we get to that point. Uh, So, my first question, so, say you went to get ice cream or ice or something out of a freezer. Yeah. Uh, What would you do if you opened up the freezer and you found a penguin in there?
1: Found a penguin in there? Yeah. Um... I'd probably make it my friend because I like penguins. They're really nice. Okay. Really cool things. All right. Uh, that's that's a... Yeah. I, I
0: what would you do? I don't know. <laughs> you don't know? Uh, I'd probably... you crazy? I would probably freak out at first, yeah. and then I'd try to tame it. you try to tame it, And yeah.
1: be like... Uh, take Mr. it to pa- the zoo? Back to... No. Try to take it to the zoo? No. My, my zoo in because, New because, Orleans because my aquarium in New Orleans has a pe- penguin exhibit I've been I've been to the New Orleans Aquarium mm-hmm.
0: but I would be like Mr. Popper's penguins and yeah like get it get another penguin get another penguin get another penguin for yeah. it to have a friend yeah keep my keep my room on, <laughs> yeah. below freezing yeah uh let's see let's see if you could have let's see no if you could get rid of any one state so any one state in the US mm. which state would it be and why okay Um.
1: you you go first and I'll think about mine. I don't know like honestly I would
0: like to go to every state I like to go to every state um, man, that that one's a tough one. Uh, obviously not Mississippi. Not Mississippi. No,
1: none of the southern states whatsoever. It's got to be like a northern kind of state. Um, uh, yeah. Um, New York. I don't know. New York.
0: That's not a bad one.
1: How about, okay, not not New York, the state. How about just New York, Madden, Staten Island. Uh, Manhattan. Manhattan Island. There you go. So New York City, basically. New York City. How about that? Just knock it off the map. Uh, well, it's asking for a state, though. Okay. Okay, a state. Okay, I'll say one. Um, I would have to... How about Oregon? Just knock it off. Well, I would say Idaho. Because so, many, well, I have a friend in Idaho, so it's like I can't do that. But uh,
0: okay, well, like for me, it would be Idaho because so many people make potato jokes. No, not potato jokes. Like they they make dirty jokes about that state, and it
1: uh, it ticks me off. Yeah. Um. Uh, no, knock off Wyoming. Is that even a state? I don't even think it's a state. It's not a state. If you believe Wyoming is a state, I think there's something wrong with you. Okay, I I need I need you to explain your answer. It's just a joke. It's they think, uh, like, do you? Here's a question: Do you know anyone from Wyoming? No. Exactly. It's not a state. (laughs) It's not a state, so we can knock it off the map. Which I don't know anybody from Arizona either. Mm -hmm. But you you know Phoenix. Can you name the capital of Wyoming? You can't because it doesn't exist. So I'm telling you. Knock Wyoming off the map. Okay. <laughs> okay. Question three. Let's move on to that. Okay. So this is this is going to go down
0: south. It's like go south. Like down south. Like okay. The, like towards South America. South. Yeah. That's what I mean. But it's it's still within the U.S. So the furthest south here you can go is Key West correct you can drive from the top of the nation all the way all the
1: way to Key West the bottom of Key West yes And be like 30 miles from Cuba yeah Mm. but we're gonna go back up north just a
0: little bit to Florida I've got family that lives in Florida Mm. love Florida I'm actually going to Florida at the end of December really yeah Um, I like Disney World so I mean well I've never been to Universal I'm gonna go to Universal it's it's top-notch
1: I've heard I've heard it's more fun for adults than Disney is. Oh, is it? It's it's more roller coaster rides and stuff for like older kids and adults, adults. and stuff. Harry Potter yeah. World is where I want to go. It's phenomenal.
0: Godim Saw. Yeah. It's not Saw. it's Leviosa. Saw. That's right. That's right. <laughs> okay, so moving on to this next this last question. Last We're question. We're coming up on an hour. Um how would you sell hot chocolate in Florida? Whether it be Disney World.
1: How would I sell hot chocolate? Whether yeah, whether it be Disney World, Universal. Well, just it's gonna have to get cold at some point. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. Well, I'm a I'm a hot chocolate man, so like if it gets like like sixty degrees, I'm gonna get some hot chocolate. Like, just to go and like I'm cold like I'm what is like? I'm I'm cold. I'm always cold. What is that? That's cold blooded. Yeah, I'm cold blooded. And if it gets a little bit cold, I get really cold. And a hot chocolate is it. And that's mm-hmm. people I would sell to. I wouldn't sell to the people that are warm because they're not going to buy it. I'd sell it to those. Well, I
0: people. think I think it's talking to. I think it's talking about people to about selling hot chocolate to, to everybody. Like everybody. how would
1: you? How would you
0: go about selling hot chocolate to everybody? Uh,
1: I I don't know. I I give it away. Or something like that. like.
0: But what if nobody wants it, though? Because then, because then, I'm just I saying, I hot
1: chocolate away into Jesus or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: okay. I don't know how it's so hot chocolate in Florida.
1: I don't think you could.
0: I mean, I think you could sell the packets because I know people use the packets on like baking stuff. Yeah. But that's the only thing I know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, last and final thing, Um. as y'all know, we usually do recommendations um, and I told Kobe I, I would go first uh, and just a little bit back bit of backstory about why I'm recommending this to y'all is um, because Kobe and I like you know we're a part of Civitan we had an event Thursday night yeah Thursday night and I would suggest to y'all Whether it be in your car with friends, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, with whomever, I would say I would strongly recommend singing
1: karaoke. Karaoke? Karaoke
0: is so much fun. So, just real quick um, our junior sweetheart in Civitan filmed me. Uh, singing uh, bet on it from High School Musical 2 is karaoke and from what I understand and from what I saw and heard and all that I did a phenomenal job even though I did did. not win you did um but yeah I'd I'd say sing karaoke if you've never sung karaoke Mm -hmm. before it's a lot of fun or just sing along with any song you know
1: it's a lot of fun so, what's your recommendation? My recommendation, and this is for anybody, if you want to get rid of the, the problem that is hurriness and stress and stuff like that, there is an amazing book called The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry by John Mark Comer. Okay. It is absolute phenomenal. I'm reading it right now, and I'm only on the first chapter in... It's amazing. But if there's a book I'd suggest y'all get, besides the Bible, you know, that's that's pretty high up there. That's the number one. That's the number one. That's the number, number one among us. <laughs> a little bit down the list, I would say, is this book. It's for every believer. I would, I would suggest every believer get this book because it's so great. Yeah. So,
0: all right, guys. Well, we're going to end this episode of the podcast here. Uh, you know, I'm sorry for all the explicit word usage, but, you know... Um, I asked Colby to be on here. It's his testimony. and uh, But thank you again for listening. I hope this has touched your life. Um, and I will... See, I can't see. I'll see y'all because I never see y'all unless y'all watch my... Uh, you'll hear me later. You'll you'll, you'll hear me later. <laughs> All
1: right. Thanks but, for having me. Carl. But
0: yes, uh, thank you for being here on the podcast, Colby. Absolutely. I hope to have you back on one more time before... Uh, graduate. before I graduate in December but we're going to close down here and I'll see you all in the next episode bye